Yes, listeners, welcome along to Across the Line here on Tip FM with myself, Paul Carroll, on this Friday, March the 3rd, 2023. We have an extremely busy show for you lined up for tonight. So much happening across the Premier County this weekend, and we'll try and preview as much as we can. Of course, we have a, a successful day today already with Tipperary uh, sports people. Dylan Slevin is doing well in the darts over in Minehead in the UK Open. We've got Charlene Maudsley running well in Turkey for uh, Ireland in Istanbul. And uh, we also have uh, Amy Lee Murphy-Crow. She's uh, over in Vancouver with the Ireland Rugby Sevens. So plenty to go through. And we also have schools hurling. We've camogie, Gaelic football, soccer. Loads to talk about here across the next hour. So we'll try and preview as much as we can. But I suppose the first place we will start with tonight is going to be schools hurling. We've two Tipperary teams in the Crow Cup semi-finals. These are It's a double header in Burr tomorrow. We have uh, Cashel Community School taking on St. Kieran's College. That's at 12.45 in Burr. And then after that, we have Thurda CBS taking on Presentation College Athenry. That one's at half past two in Burr. So to start, we're going to be talking to both managers. But first up, we're going to be talking to Cashel Community School manager, Brendan Ryan. And Brendan joins me on the line. Brendan, you're welcome to the show. Thanks, Paul. Thanks. Uh, Brendan, I suppose um, coming into this weekend, Eva, you're playing uh, St. Kieran's College, obviously, of Kilkenny. Um, but I suppose, how has it been since after the Hearty Cup in terms of getting everyone back up to back up to pace and maybe maybe down off that high of of what was last month? Look, it was a challenge. That was a huge win for the school and a huge win for young lads. So you know they celebrated it and you know we've to try and get them down and go again. Look, they trained well the last couple of weeks. We were glad to have the, the extra couple of weeks off because um, there was injuries and bodies needed to recover so look we got back down to it after a week or so there after the hearty and trained and prepared the best we can for, for tomorrow for Saturday yeah and what's the kind of mindset you think of of the team is it kind of because sometimes people maybe look at that the hearty cup uh, well especially down at this end of the country anyway as the hearty cup is nearly above the crow cup so when you get to the crow cup is it nearly uh um, what's the kind of motivation for the for the team? Like, are, are they they're up, they're obviously up for this? But uh, what's the kind of whole whole mood in the camp? Uh, the whole mood is good. In fairness, like look, we, the lads have got confidence from the Hearty Cup campaign, and you know, another game, and you know, there's ten or eleven D, ten or eleven of these are fixtures, so they might play a whole game for the school again. You know, so they want to perform on Saturday, and you know, they're under no illusions with the challenge that they have us, but you know. It's, the Hearty Cup is over and this is Crook, but we want to we want to stand up and be counted as best we can anyway, yeah. And there's a huge prize, I, I suppose, for the winners in terms of the final would be in Croke Park, so that's obviously a big card for all, all players as well. Oh, that's huge, huge. And a lot of our players, to get to play in Simple Stadium the last day was, was just something unbelievable for these chaps. And, and absolutely the carrot to get maybe perhaps a final in Croke Park is huge, but look, we're not looking towards that. to perform against here and, and make sure that we play as best we can. And uh, Kieran's, of course, played in Nina in, in their quarterfinal there. They beat uh, Lockray 228 to 13 points. Obviously, Kieran's a, a, a massive uh, hurling tradition, and I think they've been in the last, they've been in the Crow Cup final each year for, since 2014, I believe. So um, they've obviously have plenty of tradition, but you've been up against plenty of that already this year um, and have come through it. But ha- have you got to see uh, Kieran's this year at all? Yeah, look, I got up to Nina to see him against Lockray and they were they were very, very impressive. I actually saw him accidentally at Christmas. I, was, I went down Richie. He let me know they were playing CBC at Christmas time there and we were playing CBC in the quarterfinal. And, you know, I saw him that day and I saw him and Nina and they're, 
They're a serious team. They're a serious team. They, they were missing three of their key men against Offaly schools in the Leicester final. And that probably swayed us. That was enough. One of those injuries might have been enough to sway it. That result. But yeah, they're, look, they're serious. They're two Belly Hill Shamrock seniors that started against Dunlai. Killian Dial midfield. He started against Tip in the National League only three weeks ago. You know, the four, four players that started in the 2020 All-Ireland Minor Final until Kenny lost to Galway. Like, so. Look, these are they're a serious team but look 15 against 15 and our lads will, as you said our lads have stepped up you know most days they've played this year they've they've been underdogs against quality opposition and they, they've they've stepped up and performed and we're hoping they'll do the same again on Saturday yeah please god it would be it would be unreal yeah I was I was mentioning I was going to talk about Killian Doyle a Kilkenny senior hurler in their ranks which is unusual at this grade but I suppose just looking at yourselves um, obviously some good news during the week Eva, the county minor panel was announced and Oshin who as vice captain there is a, a good boost for you I suppose morale wise but just looking at uh, injuries and things how, how are you faring ahead of Saturday? Yeah look we've won our two very knocks and uh, Look, we'd hope to we'd hope to have the full leg to pick from when it comes to Saturday, you know. But look, one or two haven't had ideal preparation. But you're never going to get that, in fairness, you know. So you're you're always battling time with one or two lads all through the game. So look, we'd hope to have full hand to pick from. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Brendan, thanks a million for talking to us, and we wish you all the very best of luck on Saturday. Thanks very much, Paul. Take care. Thanks. Cashel Community School Manager Brendan Ryan there previewing their semi-final against St. Kieran's at 12.45. Now, after that game, Thurla CBS are in the other semi-final. They're taking on Presentation College Athenry at half past two in Burr. And joining me now to talk about that game is Thurla CBS Manager Eamon Buckley. Eamon, you're welcome to the show. Thanks, Bob. Um, I suppose, Eamon, I was, I'm curious to know what, what it has been like for you after the Hearty Cup in terms of uh, the disappointment of not getting the result on that day and what's it been like for the players uh, uh, getting back up for uh, this next series of games? Yeah, look, Paul, I suppose there was, there was massive disappointment. There's no other way to put it um, about the Hearty Cup final. Um, we knew going into it that it was going to be a 50-50 game, that there was very little between two teams and I suppose the result of the day showed that but um, look, we could have no complaints. Cash, Cash deserved a win on the day. Um, so the boys were obviously very disappointed. Uh, we had to pick ourselves up, and we we got a look. We, we managed to get a look at um, Stone, our next opposition, I suppose, before we got to play him. And you know, at least that helped. And and the boys said, look, we 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 wanted to finish kind of on a positive result. And uh, they just went at it and, and thankfully we got through the other day and we're back to the semi-final stage again so look it's just great to be in the competition a lot of times when you lose a match you're you're finished so at least the boys had a chance to, to go again and it's great to, to be in the semi-final now again Yeah and you, you, I suppose the, the quarter-final gave you a chance to maybe um, blow off those uh, cobwebs maybe or not cobwebs but you know that, that disappointment of the, the Hardy Cup final you played a Dublin side clash to own you bet them uh, 217 to 214 uh, made a couple of changes and things like that from the Hearty Cup, but probably happy enough to have that game under your belt before a semi-final anyway. Yeah, look, you know yourself, when you're coming from a loss, you know, your next game is just crucial and all you want to do is just win, you know, whether you, you play well or whether you, you play bad, as long as you as long as long you win, I suppose, and get back on the horse is, is the main thing. So, um, yeah, look, the boys responded really well. Um, you know, different, I suppose a few different lads did start, but... Um, you know, we've been lo- using loads of players all year and uh, lads are putting their hand up all the time. We've had a good blast of training now for the last two weeks again and, and hopefully more lads will put their hands up again and, and go at it again on, on Saturday now. 
and how are things I suppose in terms of uh, the whole the, the mood of the camp I, I suppose motivation is high now after coming off the quarter final win and uh, heading into Saturday yeah look uh, like I suppose there's a massive carrot for all four schools um, you know to, to get to take Falk Park and St. Patrick's Bay that's probably the stuff that um, you know all the boys that we've all been dreaming about since you were children to play in Crow Park especially on St. Patrick's Day so um, yeah look it's a massive carrot um, so hopefully we won't be lacking for motivation to try and uh, try and get into a final again and um, hopefully we'll have the right attitude and, and with the, if we apply ourselves right we'll have a chance again on Saturday yeah, and on Saturday you're playing a presentation at Thinroy. Um, have you got to see much of them yet? They're obviously the uh, the Galway and, and Connacht champions. Yeah, to be honest, I haven't because their match, their their Connacht final was on before the Hearty final, and um, they've had a four week break since, so I haven't actually had to see them. But um, look, if you go through their panels, they're, they're littered, I suppose, with county uh, county minors and county twenties, and even some of those lads have. All Ireland medals from 2020 when Galway won the All Ireland. Um, some of those were 16, and we say they're 19 now. So um, look, they've some they've some big names. Um, I suppose anyone that was in the Gaelic grounds last year and saw Aaron Islands play for the Galway Miners against Tip would have would have kind of noted his name. And um, look, they have big names, but look, hopefully we'll, we'll we'll give it our best, and hopefully we'll be able to try and get through. Yeah, I suppose Aaron Nyland is is their main man, and that game in uh, in the Gaelic grounds is definitely one that lives in memory. He scored two eleven that day, so I suppose he's he's definitely one that um will will take watching on you. Yeah, uh, again, I was down the Gaelic grounds last year, and when I heard he was only sixteen, I couldn't believe it. You know, because yeah. even with the as, as well as his hurling ability, but he had size and pace and everything. And it, I know they have massive time for him in Galway. They're 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 really hoping that he'll. Um, for want of a better, you know, maybe even following Joe Canning's footsteps. That's how highly they kind of rate him um, as one of these generational players. So, look, he, he's a massive danger. They've loads of other lads that have played Galway Minor 20 as well. So, um, look, I suppose the big thing for us will be hopefully trying to stop the ball getting into him. That would be half, half, the, half the problem solved. So, if our, our forwards can kind of get on top and stop the back here in the ball, that will give us a, a good good start anyway. Yeah, and just finally, how are you in terms of uh, injury-wise? Are, are you picking from the full hand? Um, look, we have a couple of niggles. Um, we've a, we've a couple of little injuries, but you know, hopefully over the next couple of days that we'll have everybody right. Um, we've been lucky enough um, all year that we've had a, a strong hand to pick with. But look, if we're down one or two, that's that's the way it is, and that's the way it'll be for for other teams as well. And we just have to go at it, and, and hopefully we'll uh, we'll have enough to get over the line. Well, very best of luck to you and hopefully we can get uh, one, if not two, Tipperary teams into that Crow Cup final in Crow Park. Uh, Eamon Buckley, thanks for joining us and Across the Line. Thanks again, Paul. Thurlow CBS manager Eamon Buckley there looking ahead to their All-Ireland Crow Cup semi-final with Presentation College at Rye. Again, that one's at half two on Saturday. And we will have a live updates from both of those those games. Michael Brophy will be in Burr covering the action for us here on Tip FM. So be, tuned, be sure to be tuned in to get all the live updates uh, from both of those All-Ireland semi-finals. And we wish both teams the very best of luck. So it's time for our first ad break of the night. We'll be back with part two with Camogie and Gaelic football.
Welcome back to part two of Across the Line here on Tip FM with myself, Paul Carroll, on this Friday, March the 3rd, 2023. Now, the Tipperary senior footballers are back in action this Sunday. They're up in Fermanagh. They're up in Ederny to play Fermanagh on Sunday at 1pm. And we'll have live commentary of that game here on Tip FM with thanks to Treaty Electric, Sarsfield Street in Clonmel. Now, tell me, preview this game. I'm joined by Tipperary statsman and uh, former football analyst here on Across the Line, Anthony Shelley. Anthony, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, Paul. Um, Anthony, we're heading up to Fermanagh this weekend, of course, a long journey. But before we, we talk about uh, uh, this coming Sunday's game, we'll have a little reflection on, on last week. Um, obviously, first half, very kind of poor, lethargic performance. But then second half, Tip looked like a, a completely different team against Longford. And we're very unlucky, I suppose, to uh, to end up drawing the game with Longford. But what's kind of been the reaction in the camp, I suppose, since that game? Yeah, it's been good and it's been very positive. We would have felt we, we were probably a bit un, un, unlucky um, to to just come away with a draw. But I mean, um, training training during the week was the response has been absolutely excellent. So I think everybody's looking forward to this game on Sunday. Um, you know, as you said, their first half started off okay, and as as has happened to us in a lot of games this year, we go a bit flat. You know, go away mm. flat. And we get punished when we get when, when we go flat. And and Longford did. I think they went in. What was it? Four points up at half time. Yeah, nine points. Uh, yeah. So um, you know, um, shall we say, a good ten minutes in the dressing room, uh, of soul search and everything, and we came out and you know, we threw the shackles off and um, and we went at them and we looked a completely different team to what we, to what we had been. And that's happened to us a few times this year. It happened to us against Down as well when we went in poor first half and came out through the shackles off. So, so maybe, maybe, maybe there's um. Might want to keep them shackles off for the full, the full Yeah. we're as good as any even you know. Maybe sometimes we're just a little bit too cautious. Yeah, because even um, just myself and Philly Ryan on commentary last week we were kind of saying that at halftime, like, okay, will they come out and just say, right, we've nothing really to lose here. And then talking to David after the game, that's what he was saying. He was like, oh, we just said, look, we've nothing to lose here. Let's just go out and go for it. And like the first 10 minutes of that second half, Tip created five goal chances, like pretty much, or the first 15 minutes anyway. So it was, it was a completely different team. But I suppose frustrating, though, at the end then, with I suppose uh, the, what can only be described as a few refereeing blunders, really, that uh, that would left Tip very frustrated come the end. Ah, uh, yeah, I mean... The last ten minutes of the game, I mean, some, some crazy decisions. Actually, all through the game, like to be fair, Longford would probably ask them. They they had a man sent off after forty minutes or forty five minutes or there thereabouts, and um, you know, I don't know any, if anyone knows what he was sent off. I know it was two yellows, but I would have said that there wasn't a hard challenge in the game, and certainly wasn't a dirty challenge in the game. You know, it was a very open game, and we ended up with ten yellow cards. And two red cards, you know. Um, you know, like, I mean, there was an incident there when we were three points up in injury time, and Kevin Fahey went through, and it looked like three lads jumped on him, yeah. you know, just pull him down just so as he wouldn't get a goal, and it was play on. Uh, then the 45 that he turned over also in injury time, um, I looked at it again during the week. He allowed 19 seconds from the time the ball went wide to the time he threw in the ball. Nineteen. For a is that what it was? I was wondering what it was. Nineteen, yeah. and if, 
You're on the commentary now on Sunday, Paul. If you, if you, if you just time any of the 45, any 45 in a game will take a minimum of 40, uh, um, 45 to 50 seconds to take it. So, like, to blow it up for time wasting after 19 seconds oh my God. Was, was, was just crazy. And then, of course, we had, um, you know, the, the booking of Conor Cadell for the gum shield was, 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 well, I think it was wrong anyway, but uh, it was extremely harsh. Yeah, yeah, um, no, and, and you I know, suppose... he never warned him to put it in. Or kind of, it was only after he went onto the field and his gum shield in his hand. The referee is supposed to warn you to put it in, and it's only when you refuse to put it in that he can book you. But um, you know, according to the rule, but you know, he just booked him straight away, like never given the chance to put it in. Yeah, it's crazy stuff. And I suppose after the full time whistle, then David was obviously very frustrated, and um, I suppose his reaction has led to him missing this weekend's game. He's going to have to be he can't he can't be on the sidelines this weekend for Tip. Yeah, one game ban. Yeah, so uh, look sure. These things happen when you, when when you feel that you've been hard done by, and you know, I suppose David was probably thinking if he didn't tell the ref, you know, how it's done, he'd never learn. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it actually ended up with him getting the one man game. But you know, a lot of the work these days is done before you even get to the ground, so it'll be fine. He'll be in the he'll be in the stand. He just won't be in the dressing room. Yeah, we we might get him up myself and Philly maybe for <laughs> uh, live commentary. But I suppose look at looking forward to Fermanagh now. Um, I suppose the first thing you see when when you're against Fermanagh in Fermanagh is it's a good distance away. So the team is going up uh, Saturday, I believe. Team go up on Saturday, staying in Cavan, and then onto onto Fermanagh. Uh, on Sunday morning, which I think is about a forty-minute drive, or not? Yeah, on Enniskillen. It's actually outside Enniskillen now. Actually, it's about sixteen miles the other side of Enniskillen. It's not in Brewster Park. That's that's down. That's been renovated at the moment. Yeah. So, um, God, I forget the name of the place that it's in, but it's sixteen miles the far side. Journey, even a bit longer. Yeah. Um, uh, and for for of themselves, would you've seen much of them this year? They've won three of their they've won three games and or they've won three of their four games so far. They're second in the table. Um, they've won their last two games with kind of last minute goals, so they'll be coming in on, on a bit of a crest of a wave as well. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the last two games was um, like they were. I think they scored one five in the last ten minutes without reply last week to to actually beat Antrim. Antrim, um, and I actually I looked at that game. It's hard to believe that Antrim lost it. Um, they they stopped doing what they were doing. Stop back. You know what we have. We'll hold, and they got caught with a Shawnee Quigley goal. Um, Deep in the injury time, and then a then a win win the kick out and uh, and got a point from there. So um, yeah, it was um, that that happened. They did the very same against against Down as well. They got a they got a they got a last minute goal to 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 beat Down as well. So you know you could say the goal to the end, but if you went back a game further, they actually lost with the last kick of the ball against Offaly. You know, so it's you know maybe people might make too much of the fact that they you know. They never say die spirit because you know the last three games they've all gone to the to the wire right they've come out they've come out the right side in two but against Offaly um, they got caught but there wasn't even time for a kick out against when Offaly got the winning score so it's um you 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 could ask why are they finding themselves in these positions late in the game like but you know they they've done well they have six points um looks like to me from from what I know that. Their, one of their main forwards, Darren McGurn, uh, he came off. He was out for last week, but they, but they chanced him against Antrim, and he came off at half time, replaced by Shawnee Quigley. So, 
Um, I think he might be out for this week, which would be a big, big loss to him. But of course, Sean Quigley coming in, <laughs> you know, he's been such a player and such a character for the last 10 or 12 years. He, yeah. He's a great player. Like the, I, He normally coming off the bench this year, but he did start against Longford and uh, scored seven points from play. So if he gets the ball in his hand, he's only going one place and that's over the bar. And I suppose looking at their games, like the, they've conceded uh, three goals in each of their last two games, but they've scored two themselves. So like, it's probably a, a different um, prospect than what it was against Longford in terms of this is going to be probably a, a much more attacking team and maybe a more open game. Yeah, they, looking at them, they seem to be a team, the typical Northern team. Um, they do pack the defence, but they seem to be doing it zonal because they do get caught with runners going through, like, you know. And um, when they get the ball, they keep it for a long periods of time. So people have to be very, very patient, you know. They they are slow in the build-up. They're waiting to get the right men to get the shooters onto the ball. And, um, yeah. Uh, they don't take too many chances. They they would they would be very conservative. It's funny, the two chances they've taken in the last two weeks has resulted in them winning the game. So maybe they're a little bit like ourselves in this in that regard. Like maybe maybe they need to be a little bit more positive in the in their approach. And I suppose what would uh, just being in around the group, what would kind of a, a positive result and a win do for this uh, Tipperary group of players, considering uh, the tough time they've had so far in the league. Yeah, it's been huge, and it's it's gas because I I'm at a loss to because if you go to the training sessions, training has been absolutely excellent. The lads are buzzing, and they haven't brought what's going on in the training field um, to the matches, apart from maybe the thirty minutes what we seen last um, what we seen last week. So again, um, it everything has been really really positive. It's just a case of bringing what they're doing in training to the game you know and I think at times we're a little bit too conservative a little bit too afraid to make mistakes I mean I heard Tom McGrath on Ronan's program there a few weeks ago and even our kick passing is conservative you know where it's never given to us going forward you know and now that we have um, Coleman Kendi was back to sweeper last week and you can see that he does deliver I mean Coleman could find Shergard with a pass like you know and um he he does deliver, so that would be a help. And maybe that system with Coleman back there is like something that we'll have to to work on and build on over the next few weeks. Because I think it worked last week, so it be probably worth trying again this week. So uh, please God, we get something positive coming out of uh, Fermanagh on Sunday, Anthony. We're just a bit caught for time, so I will t- should talk to you on Sunday anyway. And the very best okay. luck to you over the weekend. Okay, talk to you Sunday, Paul. Thank you. Tipperary statsman Anthony Shelley there previewing Tipperary versus Fermanagh in the National Football League. That one throws in at 1pm on Sunday up in Adurney in Fermanagh. But we will have live commentary here on Tip FM. Myself and Philly Ryan will be bringing you that with thanks to Treaty Electric, Sarsfield Street in Clonmel. Now moving on to Camogian, we've got a double header of action in the rag on Saturday. Starting at 1pm, the Tip Juniors play Kilkenny. Then at half past three, the Tip Seniors take on Cork. And here to help me preview both of those games, I'm joined on the line by Tipperary Camogie PRO Geraldine Canan. Geraldine, you're welcome to the show. Thanks, Paul. So, Geraldine, it's uh, two from two for the uh, Tipperary Senior Camogie team. Obviously, bet Galway in the first weekend. And then in a scrappy enough affair last weekend up in Parnell Park, they beat Dublin. But I suppose the the thing that kind of stands out about this uh, Tipperary team so far under uh, new manager Dennis Kelly is there's a lot of um, experimenting really going on in the league in terms of uh, Quiva Maher was full forward last week, Casey Hennessy was midfield, Mairead Everson was centre forward. So lots of uh, 
um, new changes around the team we're seeing so far this year? Yeah, definitely. Dennis is trying out different things. Um, you know, I know he spoke about looking. You know, by the end of the week, hoping to have a settled team. Certainly, a settled spine. But definitely, uh, a couple of players is trying out in different positions. Casey midfield, I suppose, and and. Even the forwards and red centre forward would be the biggest change, I suppose, so far. But I do think they'll come against Cork. He probably won't experiment too much. I think of the two games so far, he's probably used maybe 22, 23 players. And going on those two games, I think he'll pick his strongest 15 to start against Cork. I don't think it's the day maybe for a young player making her debut or anything like that. Um, I think you know Cork would be very strong. I know Kilkenny are all Iron champions, Galway are league champions, but I think Cork, you know, are always the strongest this time of the year in the early rounds in the league whatever it is about them you know they seem to be unbelievably fish and loads of hurling done really early I suppose they just have a conveyor belt of talent down there huge county and no matter what team they pick to put out uh, on Saturday I think they'll be very strong and I think Dennis will, will go all out to, to beat Cork and will put out his strongest team you know whoever wins really will have one foot in a, in a league final so it's a huge game it's a really big test and I think it's one that Tip will look to win and maybe after that he could experiment a bit for the next last two games but um, but look, you know, what he's done so far has definitely worked, Casey. You know, was probably the best player the last day against Dublin at midfield. Quiva has been very impressive in the forwards. And Murray brings something different to the forwards as well, a bit of strength and depth. He probably has more backs than forwards, and that's probably why he's looking at Murray Everton up in the forwards. And it'd be interesting to see if he tries that. But either way, I think he'll, he'll put out his strongest 15 players, um, you know, on Saturday. Yeah, and it's it's very interesting to see how it went last week because, like, you know, obviously Burgess Duhara would be my local club and Cueva Maher, I've never seen her up in the full forward line, but she played really well up there, was shown for the ball really well. So it's good that they have so many different options because, um, you know, they'll be they'll be needing as many options as possible. You said, you know, they, they might have too many um, kind of backs, let's say, so some of, some of the Murray Eviston going up centre-forward and things like that. So um, it's probably good to see that these different things being tried out anyway. Yeah, like against against Galway, the six backs I thought were really impressive, and you know that was out without Ethan McGrath, and Mary Ryan, who would have started championship last year, you know, and uh, and Kira Maher, so and Queen McCarthy's coming back from injury as well, so they do seem to have uh, lots of backs there, so uh, it is very interesting. But like Queen Maher has huge experience, has won seven eight county finals, um, has, has played, you know for years with Tip and for, for Birds to Hire and I think it's her it's her brains and her, and her know-how really that's working yeah. well in the forwards and the link-up play and she's picking off a few scores too so you know that's definitely a real positive this year And the squad has a nice balance too in terms of you're talking about players there with lots of experience but you know the likes of uh, Lorna Ryan started cornerback last week and I only found out that she's still in, in school like she's only in sixth year and it's the same with uh, Grace Maloney and, and the two Fahis are very young as well and, and they both played at the weekend um, all four of those people, uh, girls played at the weekend so there's there's a nice blend kind of, of, of youth and experience in there at the minute yeah, so as we look, we had a very strong minor team last year. Um, they were lucky to lose in the semi-final to Cork. So, um, you know, and Michael Ferncombe is obviously manager as well. So he's brought a few of those players um, into the panel this year. And look, they're, they're well used to playing in big games. They're playing senior with their clubs, playing in county finals like Salorna, playing county finals with Clonaughty playing amongst the finals with the school so it is a big step up but it's one that look they're taking in their stride so far and you know having the likes of Cote Van, Mary Ryan you know Cueva Maher Eve McGrath all them in the panel which uh, you know I think is a huge boost for those girls and um, yeah a, a very good balance this year and I think a lot of competition for places and some players out injured still to come back into it so you know it's all positive so far 
Yeah, definitely. And that competition is really good to see because even the likes of the last day, like uh, Neve Trassi come on and different players like that who who kind of have always been a mainstay of Tipperary the last couple of years, but they'll be, you know, with all the chopping and changing and new players coming in and, and competition for places, like I wouldn't be able to really pick a starting 15 for championship if it was if it was this weekend. Yeah, and that's certainly why the more games we get in the league, the better, you know. It's like we have Cork, we have we have to play Kilkenny and Clare, but, you know, a league final would, would really crown uh, our, the league for us because there is lots more to be seen and, and lots of competition. Like you said, there's, um, you know, there's a few players, I suppose, who are really nailing down a position, but anybody that really has come on as sober or whatever um, has done well or has got the start. And, yeah, and there's girls he hasn't even tried yet as well in that panel. So, look, it's definitely a very competitive panel, but I do think Cork would be their biggest test to date. And, you know, they have huge experience, like Solara Hayes, um, Libby Coppinger, you know, the, Pamela Mackey's back playing this year, Katrina Mackey. So, Amy O'Connor, Saoirse McCarthy, very good player, underage last few years, uh, has really stepped up. So, look, Cork will bring a, a very strong team, and I think it'll be a real test uh, for, I suppose, for where Tipperary at. Um, you know, on Saturday. Yeah, and Cork have been in great form as well themselves. They beat Dublin in the first round, three seventeen to five points, and then they beat Clare last weekend, two nineteen to one ten. So I suppose as good and as positive as things have been for Dennis Kelly and Cole so far this year, this is probably where they're going to really find out where they are, even though it's only the first weekend of March. Yeah, I think this is going to be really, you know, we'll see the barometer really here on Saturday. Like like you said, Cork, really impressive standout team so far in the league. Huge, putting up huge scores against the likes of Dublin and Clare. Um, and look, have players back this year. We see Hannah Looney's there as well. You know, so Matthew Toomey, his second year, I suppose, as manager. So he'd be looking to improve and, and on, on his first year and, and go even further. So look, they're... they're they're looking very good at the moment, and um, but look, we bet them last year in the championship. That will certainly, um, you know, give the girls lots of confidence. We have them at home. We haven't beaten them at home in years. Um, I expect a big crowd there in the rag on Saturday. It's a double header. The juniors are playing beforehand against Kilkenny uh, with a good good support there against Galway. So hopefully, it'll be a great support again this weekend, and you know, um, it'll be enough to get us over the line. And in the the league format itself, is it top two to final, or is there is it their semi-finals, or what way is the format of it this year? Yeah, no, it's top two straight to a final, so it's a straight final, so you can't really afford any slip up. Um, so that's why Tip and Cork are in the best position so far. Haven't lost the game. Kenny have lost the game. Kenny lost two games. Galway have lost the game. So like, if if Tip could get over Cork, they fancy their chances against Clare and uh, maybe against the Kilkenny team that have nothing to play for. So, look, it's not all doom and gloom if you lose either, but you, you'd have to definitely win your last two games, and it could go on score difference if Galway can win the rest of their games as well. So, um, loads to play for. It's a really big, Like you said, it's only the league, but I don't know, there's just something about it this weekend. I think it's a really big game, because like you said, it's a real test to see where, where Dennis Kelly and his, and his team are at. Um, it's a real chance to get to a league final, you know, something that has looted us the last few years just barely missed out last year I think it was the year before we qualified and it was COVID it was cancelled there you know so it's just you know it's just something I suppose it's been on at this group of players for a while that they haven't played in a league final and um, you know they're I suppose they're within touching distance at the moment but I suppose a huge obstacle in their way still yeah, so that's uh, half past three on Saturday in the rag. And then just before that, at uh, one o'clock, the juniors are playing Kilkenny. I suppose they had a tough first outing, but we mentioned it last weekend on the show that you know, they're playing against uh, teams that are in the division above come the championship and missing a couple of players at the minute. So uh, Kilkenny coming to the rag on Saturday, probably going to be another tough test for the juniors. 
Yeah, like, look, not only are they playing against teams that are playing in the in the the grade above them in the championship, but they're also, I suppose, the stronger half of that as well. You know, there's other intermediate teams that are in this Division 2 B-League, but we we're, we're seem to be in the group with all the, I suppose, second counties. But, look, we're just off the pace a bit when it comes to competing with Cork, Kilkenny and Galway's second team. You know, we are back in the junior. Um, there's a good bit of rebuilding to be done there. And, look, a lot of younger players have come up and, and stepped up into the senior panel. So, you know, David is working with a lot of new players, a lot of girls maybe playing adult into county for the first time or... Um, but look, I I wouldn't, you know, obviously the result last week, they'd be very disappointed. But, you know, I, I didn't get to the game, but I believe Cork were unbelievable. Um, you know, serious talent there again in Cork. And, yeah. you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be too downhearted about it. Um, I think they'll be a lot more competitive tomorrow against Kilkenny. But, you know, it's still Kilkenny's second team. Um, they still will be, you know, quite strong. And, um, uh, but I, I, I reckon, that, you know, I think Tip will give a very good count to themselves and, and we'll see how it goes after that. But it's all build and it's all experience. It's all, uh, you know, I think the Munster Championship will be, you know, more important than the league for, for Tip this year, you know, playing in the junior Munster Championship. And that will be the real uh, preparation for the for the All-Ireland Championship then in the summer. So uh, plenty of camogie happening over the weekend. Uh, Geraldine, thanks for talking to us on Across the Line. No bother, Paul. Geraldine Canan there, Tipperary Camogie Piro, helping us preview that doubleheader of action in the rag tomorrow. Starting at 1pm, the Tip Juniors play Kilkenny, and then at half past three, it's the Tip Seniors versus Cork. Now it's time for our second ad break. We'll be back with soccer and greyhound racing after these. Welcome back to the third and final part of Across the Line here on Tip FM with myself, Paul Carroll, on this Friday, March the 3rd, 2023. Now, just some uh, different sports to go through here before we talk soccer. We'll start with darts. Dylan Slevin has had a really good start to his first ever major championship. He's over in Minehead competing in the UK Open. Uh, already today, he's won three games. He beat Mike Kuvenhoven of the Netherlands 6-0 in the first round, bet Sean Wilkinson 6-4 in round two, and Robbie Knopps 6-2 in round three. And he's been drawn now in round four. This is going to be taking place this evening, just after seven o'clock. He's been drawn against world number 12, Joe Cullen. So he wish uh, Dylan the very best of luck he's had a great start to his uh, darting career so far and long may that continue uh, moving to athletics uh, Charlene Maudsley came second in her heat, her heat this morning in the women's 400 metre event this is the European Indoor Athletics Championship this is happening over in Istanbul um, she ran a time of 53.37 in the semi-final however that wasn't enough to qualify for tomorrow's final but her championship isn't over she will be representing uh, Ireland in the women's 4x400 metre event alongside uh, Carrick on shores of Miriam Daly uh, that's on Sunday at around 25 to 5 Irish time so we wish the two Tipperary girls the best of luck there in rugby news uh, in Division 2A Nina Ormond uh, host Ballymena and Cashel uh, they're away to Barnhall a big game there for Cashel as they look to try and get into the uh, top four and a big game for Nina Ormond as well as they're trying to hold on to that top four place as the season really heats up and then in Division 2C Clonmel they're in fourth place and they welcome third place Scaries to Ardguiha and as usual all three of those games get underway at half past two uh, before we speak to uh, Barry Ryan about uh, St Michael's big game this weekend just at Peak Villa they've been drawn with Fairview Rangers in the Munster Junior Cup quarter final that draw was made earlier today and uh, they'll have a home draw on March the 18th or 19th and if they win that they will have a home draw again against Ferrybank or Newmarket and Newmarket Celtic uh, in the semi-finals there that's the Munster Junior Cup so a best of luck to Peak Villa but the gig, big game in soccer this weekend is the FAI Junior Cup quarter final St Michael's make the long trip up to Donegal to play Bunkrana Hearts at half past one and here to talk us through that one I'm joined by soccer analyst Barry Ryan Barry you're welcome to the show 
Paul, how are things? Not too bad at all, I suppose. The, the main one this weekend is, of course, the FEI Junior Cup uh, quarterfinal. St. Michael's have to make the long journey uh, up to Donegal to play Buncrana Hearts. That's at 1.30pm on Sunday. Um, Buncrana obviously knocked out Salt Hill Devon in the last round, who were among one of the favourites. So this is going to be a difficult task for St. Michael's. Oh, very dif- difficult assignment. Um, Salt Hill Devon were probably the side I maybe fancied myself at the start of the year. So that was a huge scalp for Buncrana. And they also won last weekend, Buncrana, in the Ulster uh, Junior Cup semi final. So they've qualified for the Ulster Junior Cup final. So they are a side on a bit of a roll at the moment. They have a couple of players involved with the Irish Junior International scene. So um, it really is a heavyweight clash. And, like, it's hard enough if you were to play one of the best uh, junior teams in the country, let's say, if it was half an hour in the road inside in Limerick. But the fact the lads have to go up to Donegal as well, it's such a long journey that that adds to the difficulty of the whole thing as well. It certainly does, but I suppose the professionalism of St. Michael's as a club kind of negates that. They'll travel up on Saturday. I know the minute the draw was done, within two days, the hotel was booked. Um, they have a pool session organised for um, when they get there. They have the meal booked. Um, the way they operate as a club is why they've been so successful in this competition. They know how to navigate these away draws um, and how to prepare so well. And everything will be done to a tee. Um, and I think they'll negate the journey by being so professional. It's still not ideal, but I think if anyone can handle it, I think St. Michael's are well equipped. Jeez, that's 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 brilliant now that they're able to get up on Saturday in terms of, you know, that really does negate that. Obviously, they still have to travel up on the Saturday, but the fact they're able to wake up fairly close by and they're probably going to get to see the pitch and stuff maybe on Saturday and things like that, that all those little things add to add to the to easing of that uh, difficulty as well. They absolutely do, and that's why St. Michael's have been the masters of this competition, because the way they prepare, and you know, that wouldn't have even been a discussion. The minute the draw came and it was Bunkrana, planning would have went in place. They'll arrive up Saturday. They leave, they leave I think, at 9 o'clock Saturday morning. So they'll arrive up. They'll be in Bunkrana after, obviously, a stop during the way for 5 o'clock, I would imagine. Um, like I said, they have a pool session organised. That'll get the bus out of the legs. They'll sit down. They'll have a meal. Um, and sometimes that kind of a bonding on a trip like that can really pull everyone together on the Sunday as well. They'll wake up Sunday morning. They'll have breakfast. They'll go for a stroll. It'll be like a home game, you know. Because uh, the one thing about Bunkrana, the pitch is excellent. And the stands are the, the, the supporters. There's a wall way, way from the pitch um, and everybody stands up at the wall so there's nothing daunting about it in terms of an away venue like if they had it had to go to Ballinanti in Limerick so the pitch is excellent there's no real kind of away feel to it in terms of supporters and stuff like that so you know I suppose that's the one positive Yeah and I suppose looking at Michaels now they beat uh, Hibernian of Watford 3-1 in uh, the last round um, but how how do you see them faring of course they're they're keeping plenty of clean sheets so that's kind of something St. Michaels are uh, nearly known for this season in terms of being a, a sturdy defence. They're going to probably need that up in Donegal on Sunday. Yeah, they'll need all the experience of that back four and Adrian Walsh behind them. Um, I feel if St. Michael's can score first and then they can do what they do and grind and keep it tight and stuff, you know, and eke out that 1-0. But if they go behind and they have to come out and maybe play a little bit more and take chances, then I would worry about them. Um, I would think that this crowd would be very, very dangerous on the break. Um, but if St. Michael could get that first goal and play it on their terms, um, it's a game that they, they're absolutely capable of winning. And they couldn't be going into it on better form. They picked up the Munster Champions Cup, um, took care of Vernon. They've won all their league games. Um, they're really starting to roll now at the moment. And Jimmy Carr is in vintage Jimmy Carr form.
Yeah, so they'll, they'll need all that experience and all that uh, form, I suppose, this Sunday. Um, and, of course, the winners like have a difficult task in terms of they're going to be away for the semi-final against either Gory Rangers or Colga FC. So it's, uh, it's, going, it's a difficult route to an FAI Junior Cup final. Oh, it certainly is. It's probably the most difficult draw they could have got. Gory um, accounted for Fairview Rangers down in Gory, and that's a draw they wouldn't have. I would expect Gory to overcome Colga. Um, and so there is a, a prize for the winners. Look, I suppose St. Michael's will just worry about what's in front of them but if they're to win this FA Junior Cup they're going to do it the hard way um, and I suppose just before we let you go Barry locally um, some TSDL fixtures over the weekend there's a Tipperary Cup quarterfinals there's Premier League action um, what catches your eye over the weekend? couple of interesting games. Cashel at home to Peak Villa. Peak Villa look are rolling. They have to win the game. I expect them to go and get it done. Cashel looking over their shoulders anxiously at Bancha now, who have a lot of games in hand. Um, Wilderness Rovers look to have saved themselves. So Cashel need to pick up, I think, one result from their last couple of games. Um, and I think they will throw, their, throw everything at Peak Villa on Sunday. I expect Peak Villa to go over the line, but I think it's a game that everybody will be looking at. Um, Clomel Town and Oldbridge in a Tipperary Cup quarter final at Clomel Derby. Um, I think Oldbridge will try and make it difficult for periods of the game but I think Town will have too much firepower and I expect them to win that game Yeah so plenty of interesting times coming up in the next couple of weeks and of course this weekend in the world of uh, Tipperary local soccer Barry Ryan thanks for joining us on Across the Line Thanks very much Paul Barry Ryan there previewing the weekend's soccer action across the Premier County but now as always on a Friday evening it's time to talk dogs with Barry Drake Tip FM's Greyhound Update in association with Greyhound Racing Ireland because this runs deep so once again, a lot to look forward to in the world of greyhound racing over the course of the uh, next uh, couple of days, both locally and nationally. Uh, firstly, just looking back on the big final last weekend at Shelburne Park, that was the Paddy Keogh Suspended Ceilings Gold Cup final, which carried a winner's prize of €16,000. And it was won by one of the outsiders of the race, Bogger Hunter, who um, won the... Uh, Classic in 28.52. What a wonderful winning performance there uh, to win the spoil. 16,000 euros uh, to the winner of that owned by Simon Sinek and uh, Brendan Keogh and trained by Ian Riley, a man that um, tasted so much big success over the course of the last uh, two decades uh, back to 2004 when he won the English Greyhound Derby with Troopy Skull. So Ian Riley, the talented trainer back in the big time so that was the big one there um, at Shelburne Park last Saturday night elsewhere in the world of greyhound racing uh, turning our attentions to this weekend's racing action uh, starting below in Clonmel tonight where the uh, racing action will get underway um, at the usual start time there of around uh, 7.30 and some good racing to look forward to in Clonmel tonight and uh, we're keen on the chances of Slaneyside Tidy who contests the 5th of the night there the Kilsheel and Gallop A6 525 this one for the Turles Kennel of Derek Keogh could well notch up a fourth uh, career success there in that race especially if getting off to a good start Elsewhere in the uh, world of Greyhound Racing tonight, all eyes on Tralee down in the Kingdom Greyhound Stadium. Um, the, the big one there, the Greyhound and Pet World Juvenile Classic, which carries a winner's prize of €11,000. And, you know, one of the stars of the competition so far has been Roy Hope Beach, who trained in Tipperary by Michael O'Donovan. Um, this, um, you know, talented individual uh, could be even a leading player um, come derby time in September. Uh, the big of course Irish Ground Derby final will take place in September but this Roy Hope Beach looks to have it all he's one of the, the most exciting young grounds in the country the May puppy has clocked uh, sensational times of 28-12 on both occasions he looks to have electric early pace and you know as I said he's the real deal 
He's owned by Alison Banderak in uh, Wolverhampton in England. But the Michael O'Donovan train runner will take the world of beating there tonight as he begins to make it a hat-trick of straight successes uh, in the kingdom. Uh, the obvious danger for me is trap number one, Teresa's Mendoza. This one for Capo White trainer Pat Buckley. His stream with Sydney, of course, finished third in the big final last week in Shelburne Park. But this is another talented individual for the Queen of the South Syndicate. 28-34 last week, but it was the manner of the victory that impressed me most. Well drawn here on the inside, and another big performance is very much expected. Uh, elsewhere in the second semi-final, and going with a, a local winner here, Bally Mac Marino is another one that can make it a hat-trick of straight successes uh, for Bally McElligot, uh, Kerry trainer there, Liam Dowling. That's the one for me there. Uh, in that race of course good maestro is another leading player as well for Tipperary trainer Patrick Guilford 28-27 winner in the opening round turned over last week but uh, better uh, expected there tonight so all eyes very much on that the Greyhound and Petworth Juvenile Classic which um, produces stars of the future year in year out so uh, this year's event looks as good as ever and I'll certainly be following that with close interest tonight and as I said plenty of temporary interest there in that race elsewhere moving on to Turles on Saturday night the Borna Kennels A4525 gets underway uh, the opening round heat of that contest uh, which is kindly sponsored by the Dewan family uh, the Borna Kennels there 2,000 euros to the winner it promises to be a real good competition over the course of the next couple of weeks and one of the standout entries for me is a greyhound called Epic King who's trained by Michael Donnelly uh, this greyhound has been competing at a higher level in recent outings and looks certain to go well there in race number 6 tonight it's a 29-23 winner in the past around Kilkenny so that's a very strong form so as I said that really looks a good race uh, there tonight um, you know and uh, be following that competition as well over the course of the next couple of weeks um, it certainly will produce some really good race there and of course there is six heats down for decision there um, tomorrow night there in Turles so it's um, certainly a competition that has been well supported and um, very much uh, wishing um, all uh, um, you know grounds involved in that competition the best of luck in the coming weeks uh, we'll certainly keep you up to date with that one elsewhere before we finish up it's all back to Clanmel on Sunday night they have their usual uh, racing car down for the season which will get underway at um, 7.30 and a ground that caught my eye on debut was uh, Doubtful Leah uh, who's uh, owned and trained by Tyg Maloney and Cashel uh, delivered a real likeable performance and winning by a wide margin on debut 29.03 on that occasion could well make it back to back winning performances there the obvious dangers for me are the likes of my view in trap number 6 for James Martin and in trap number one you have uh, Monroe Fishcat for James Frisbee in uh, the uh, Tipperary uh, area there so look as I said a lot to look forward to over the course of the weekend and uh, you know finally before we finish up just once again highlight that big victory last weekend Bogger Hunter wins the uh, first classic of the year at Shelburne Park and uh, so many big competitions to look forward to at the Dublin venue as well over the course of the uh, year and uh, no doubt there will be plenty of Tipperary interest as well along the way Barry Drake, as concise as always, giving us the rundown on all things horse racing across the Premier County this weekend. Now, that's just about all we got time for for this edition of Across the Line. I'd like to thank all my guests and you, the listeners, for tuning in. And I'd like to remind listeners that coming up at half past eight this evening, we'll have the live uh, Tipperary Clubs draw. Stephen Gleeson and uh, Timmy Floyd will be bringing you that from half past eight from Stapleton's Bar in Bursalee. And uh, Carol Power will be coming up after the news. I'll be back on the airwaves on Sunday at 1pm for live commentary of Tipperary versus Fermanagh. And our coverage is with thanks to Treaty Electric, Sarsfield Street in Clonmel. So until Sunday, have a good weekend and we'll talk to you then. Bye for now.